0: hello 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 and welcome back to my podcast talking to myself today we are going to be talking about a very serious topic something that's been on my mind for a very long time something that i feel like i should be talking about on this platform gun violence and mental health that's what i want to talk about today Due to the recent uprising and school shootings, I think that it's important that we discuss the rate of gun violence in the United States. Not only that, but I think it's important to educate ourselves on what's happening in the world. Hopefully, by talking about this topic, I can help to be a sort of voice of truth. In this podcast, I will be going through my research. I have spent about four days researching this topic Uh, I have put this together in hopes of just spreading education and not false news because I feel like there's a lot of that out there and sometimes I feel like I don't even know where to turn to to talk like to get my news so in this podcast I will be going through my research over gun violence and discussing the connection between mental health and gun violence first i want to give you guys some facts about the laws in place for guns basically who can access them who can sell them and so on i have never personally owned a gun before in my life i have been around guns uh you know i came from a really redneck family so i have shot guns before in my life but I have never owned a gun. So I don't really re- know the requirements for owning a gun. And I'm sure that there are some of you out there who are just as clueless as me. So I just wanted to be able to share some facts about federal law and as well as Kansas state laws because I know most of my listeners are, are from the state of Kansas. <laughs> okay. So what is the minimum required age to buy a gun according to the trace.org subject it states subject to limited exceptions federal law prohibits the possession of a handgun or handgun ammunition by any person under the age of 18. federal law provides no minimum age for possession of long guns or long gun ammunition meaning shotguns or rifles There are some exceptions, however. Federal law provides exceptions for the temporary transfer and possession of handguns and handgun ammunition for specified activities, including employment, ranching, farming, target practice, and hunting. Now, in the state of Kansas, since I live in Kansas, and so do most of my listeners, according to Giffords.org, it's a law statistics website, It says, since Kansas passed SB 45 into law in 2015, any person 21 years of age and older may carry a concealed firearm on their person without a license or permit. However, the state will recognize a permit from any other state, even when held by individuals under 21 years of age. So, in the state of Kansas, you have to be 21. I know that there are different laws for different states surrounding gun control and who can buy and who can own a gun. Now, of course, there are some restrictions on who exactly can purchase a gun. While you have to be older than 18 in federal law, there are also federal prohibitions, like if you committed a violent crime, meaning you're a felon or if you've been involved in a domestic violence case or have become subject to certain court orders due to a severe mental health condition, among many other things, but those are just the basic outline of prohibitions. Now that we've covered some of the basic rules for owning a gun, I want to talk about basically the main topic of this podcast today which is rising gun violence and mental illness in America. So I want to talk about rising levels of gun violence and how it coincides with rising mental illness in America. I understand that some of you may have arguments against the cause of gun violence. Many say it's just caused by lack of gun control. However, while that may be true, I believe that it's also caused by the lack of mental health support in America. So let me share some statistics with you about the rising levels of gun violence. So in 2020, the most recent year for which complete data is available, according to the Pew Research Center, 45,222 people died from gun related injuries in the U S. And this is according to the CDC in 2020. 54% of all gun-related deaths in the U.S. were suicides, 24,292, while 43% were murders, 19,384. This was also according to the CDC. Now, how many mass shootings have happened this year? So, according to the BBC News Network, there have been 160 mass shootings since the beginning of this year, 2023. And over the past three years, there have been 600 mass shootings. Guys, that's almost two a day. 50 people are killed every day due to gun violence. 50 people. And if you, you're you sitting there thinking that gun levels aren't rising, and you're just thinking like, Shelby, like why are you telling me this? Like, gun levels obviously aren't rising. Let me, let me just, let me just tell you. According to PewResearch.org, the 2020 total represented a 34% increase from the year before. A 49% increase over 5 years, and a 75% increase over 10 years. Guys, that's fucking ridiculous. 75% percent change over 10 years since 2020. What the fuck? Now I want to look at how these stats compare to the rising mental illness levels. According to a survey by the National Center for Health Statistics, 40% of Americans in 2023 reported symptoms of anxiety and depression, compared to only 11% in 2011. According to mentalhealthinamerica.org, over 53 million Americans, or 21% of adults, are currently experiencing mental illness. That's insane. We went from 40% of Americans, okay, so 40% of Americans in 2023 have anxiety and depression. And in 2011, it was 11% that's fucking insane based on these statistics we can tell that there has obviously been a massive increase over the past decade with both gun violence and mental illness and you may be wondering like why are you comparing these two things and what does mental health have to do with gun violence let me tell you according to the national institute of justice Persons who committed public mass shootings in the United States over the last half century were commonly troubled by personal trauma before their shooting incidents, nearly always in a state of crisis at that time, and in most cases engaged in leaking their plans before opening fire. 23% of all mass shootings were done by a person who had non-psychotic mental illness. So, like, they weren't schizophrenic, they weren't, you know they just had depression or anxiety. Now, I I don't want to put a stigma on those who have mental illness. I mean, I have mental illness. I don't want to be spreading, you know, bad news that gun violence is the cause of, you know, that mental illness does not directly mean violent tendencies just because you're mentally ill does not mean you're automatically this horrible bad person who is going to go shoot up a school you know i just want to spread awareness to the lack of mental health help in america because it's insane the lack of help and the lack of giving a shit by the government i it's it's unfathomable I, I, I literally can't comprehend how, by just looking at these statistics, how the government literally does not give two shits, two flying fucks about you or whatever you're doing. The data that I have researched over this topic is that gun violence can be casually related to mental illness, which I have such strong feelings about. Even though there are certain prohibitions that decline access to firearms to those with mental illness, which according to Gifford.org, the law website that I mentioned earlier, if you have been involuntarily hospitalized or committed to a mental health or substance abuse treatment facility by a court, board, commission, or other lawful authority, This prohibition does not apply when a person is admitted for treatment voluntarily or when a person is only hospitalized for a short-term observation without longer-term commitment or court-ordered treatment. I have a lot of problems with this because a mentally ill person who is homicidal is not just going to give up their rights to guns so easily. admitted myself to a mental health institution because I felt unstable. I have been so mentally ill that I thought that I was going to kill myself. I never thought that I was going to harm other people, but I I needed to be in a safe space. And it's just funny to me how there are mentally ill people out there, and this exception to the rule allows, you know, if a person who is homicidal or psychotic or something like that, and they they're not gonna just like and they voluntarily commit themselves i feel like no matter what you should get them help like i feel like i feel like there shouldn't be that exception to the rule because it just leaves a big hole in the population of mental illness and it leaves people to still access guns who really shouldn't i feel like here's my opinion I feel like if you are being admitted to the hospital for mental health at all, you should not be able to have access to a gun. Period. And I'm saying that, and I've been both voluntarily and involuntarily admitted to the hospital. And I'm like, that would omit me from having a gun. And a mentally ill person who is homicidal, they're going to do whatever it takes to keep their guns. And they won't just walk up to the dealer and be like, yo, I feel like killing people, so don't give me a gun. They will lie. Like, these types of people are literally psychotic. I'm talking about, like, people who go and want to kill other people and want to commit mass shootings. I just have a lot of problems with that. So, the inability to regulate emotions, the inability to maintain mental health not working through trauma and the lack of mental health support by the community is why in my opinion people go and shoot up schools. Now if you're sitting there disagreeing with me, let's 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 think about this. If you are suffering every fucking day just to keep your head above water and you face severe trauma in your life and you're also suffering from mental illness from that trauma, you're also facing everything that is crushing you in society, like, all the major problems, and the only access that you have to mental health support is one therapy office that is an hour away that has a three-month-long wait. I, I don't doubt that these people go crazy because of that, and it's shocking to me that people are so shocked by it, you know? Like, look at the state of America, look at all these people who are literally suffering every day. And I just I just don't understand it. Help you make the connection between gun violence and mental health. And, you know, the lack of mental health and, uh, support in America. So the demand for mental health services is stronger than ever, with nearly 6 in 10, 56% Of Americans seeking or wanting to seek mental health services either for themselves or for a loved one. According to MentalHealthAmerica.org, 55% of adults suffering from mental illness receive no treatment. That's over 28 million Americans. In the US, there are 350 patients for every one mental health provider. Almost a third, or 28.2% of all adults with mental illness, reported that they were not able to receive the treatment they needed. 42% of all adults with a mental illness reported they were unable to receive necessary care because they could not afford it. 1 in 4, or 25% of Americans, reported having to choose between getting mental health treatment or paying for daily necessities. Nearly 1 in 5 Americans, or 17% of Americans, noted that they had to choose between getting treatment for their physical health condition and a mental health condition due to their insurance policy. And not to mention the limited options and long waits. Access to -to face-to-face services is a higher priority for Americans seeking mental health treatment than access to medication. 96 million Americans, or 38%, have had to wait longer than one week for mental health treatments, and nearly half of Americans, or 46% of Americans, have had to, to or know someone who has had to drive more than an hour round trip to seek treatment. So here's what I have to say about this. Mental health and gun violence are connected. Due to the government's lack of support for mental illness, as well as the lack of funding, high insurance rates, people are getting killed in massive amounts. People need access to mental health support. People are dying. Children are dying because the government couldn't give a fuck less about us. Now, if the government would just pull their heads out of their fucking asses and stop focusing on innocent drag queens and destroying people of color and women and banning fucking books, maybe kids wouldn't die every day. So I don't- I don't know why you're focusing so much on banning books. Paper. Are you so offended by paper and words on paper? Like, it's a fucking book. I'm sure- that you have read nastier- I'm sure that half of Congress has read dirtier, nastier shit than that. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's such a a stupid fucking thing to be offended by paper and words. You know, maybe if they cared a little bit more, parents wouldn't have to put their child in a body bag. I've talked about a lot today, and... What I ask is that you guys also do your own research on gun violence. Educate yourselves. Be activists. If you have a following, use your fucking platform to spread facts about gun laws. Real, researched facts. Go and vote. Support stricter gun laws. Make smart decisions. And get involved. Thank you guys so much for listening. I upload a new episode every week or two. Uh, I hope to see you guys in the next one. Bye!